But what about soccer? What about football in the Territory? When did it all start? Our uh, resident sports historian, Matthew Stephen, has dropped in to say hello to it. Matthew, hello. Morning, Charlie. Uh, I'm interested in uh, the history of uh, the round ball code in the Territory. It's been around for some time. Uh, football, or uh, I, I know there's always this confusion around it. Uh, uh, British Association Football, as it was called, mm. made its first entry into Northern Territory sport in 1899. Um, uh, there was a, a push to form a club, but it looks as though it fell over. But the the, the very first uh, football code of any kind to actually play a game here in Darwin was soccer. Um, mm. It was in 1911, and uh, HMS. Prometheus was in town, and as was often the case, when the ships came to town, they'd have a whole series of sporting events. Events, yeah. And uh, so uh, HMS uh, Prometheus played uh, a Darwin selection, so it was in fact one of the very first Darwin uh, representative teams, if yes. you like. And uh, interestingly, amongst that was a gentleman who I've mentioned before in terms of uh, early uh, Northern Territory sports history, and that was Willie Allen. And Willie Allen was uh, of Larrakia descent, and he was in this very first uh, football game. I'm not sure if the, the folks at the uh, Football Federation of the Northern Territory are aware of this. I mean, I know they've got Larrakia Park, but yeah. I'm not sure if they've acknowledged uh, Willie Allen in that very first game, you know, whether, really? whether there's somewhere in the ground that they might be able to put up a little plaque in uh, in uh, memory of uh, Mr Allen, because he was a very prominent sportsman. Uh, are there images of him? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, Willie Allen's, a, 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 I think, in my mind, a, a, a much... Um, not, not so much underrated. His story just isn't as well known as some people. And uh, he was very prominent in sport around that period, 1911. In that same year, he won a... He was the best all-rounder in the Darwin cricket competition, so I would have mentioned him in regards to cricket. Yes. He uh, won a trophy at the Rifle Club. <laughs> okay, um, no, I remember he, him, yeah. He was, a, he was, a, he was yeah. quite the, the, the all-round sportsman. And uh, he was uh, amongst the first uh, Australian rules footballers. And perhaps... Uh, most interestingly, I think he uh, joined the Light Horse and um, uh, went to World War One. So he, he's got an extraordinary story. And uh, uh, in terms of Northern Territory football history, both in soccer and Australian rules, he's particularly important. Mm. Um, after those uh, uh, those early games. Uh, Soccer disappeared for a, a period of time, and again it was ships' visits where ships' uh, crews would be playing games. But in the early 1920s, um, the Darwin Chinese Recreation Club formed. In 1923, they uh, uh, formed their club. They had club rooms in Kavanagh Street, and uh, their, uh, their club uh, sought to encourage boxing, Australian rules, tennis, swimming, and soccer was on their list. Okay. And it was actually the Darwin Chinese... Uh, uh, recreation club that was sort of the catalyst for uh, a lot of soccer in the Northern Territory in the 1920s. Mm. Um, they formed uh, a part of a competition um, in the early 20s and there'd be really interesting games like the Chinese versus the Europeans. That was always a popular um, yeah. uh, one during the uh, the calendar and there's fantastic photographs of all these smiling fellows down on uh, the Darwin Esplanade Oval you know, men in hats and um, just running around seemingly having a, a great old a time. A jolly old time. In Indeed. And um, then in the, in the late 1920s, we talked about this uh, in regards to Australian rules football, but when the uh, Aboriginal players and the Chinese players were thrown out of the North Australian Football League uh, because of their racist um, uh, policies at the time, they basically just all said, well, you know, up yours. We're 
we'll just go and play soccer. We'll still play anyway. Yeah, they, they, they continued playing lots of sports. In fact, Australian rules football was the only sport that seemed to impose this colour bar. But uh, um, all the fellows who at the time were playing for Vesti's uh, football club, uh, as a bit of a joke, I think, or a bit of a, a, a jab at the uh, Waratahs, um, they called their soccer team the Waratahs football team. And, of course, they were all coloured fellows, so uh, they thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and um, they were playing against the Darwin Chinese Recreation Club and what was called the town team. Um, uh, in, the, in the early 1930s, the, um, the, the garrison uh, came to town and they joined the competition. And just prior to that, there were like four teams in, in Darwin and the makeup of the teams was there was a Chinese team, hmm. there was a Malay team. There was a Filipino team and a white team. That was how they were described in the in the newspaper. So it was a very multicultural uh, game. Mm. At different times, uh, even pearling crews played um, uh, uh, soccer. So you'd find Darwin playing a team from the Arrow Islands, which is, I understand it, an Indonesian island. There was yes. a lot of pearling there. So the pearling boats were in town. What do we do? We'll have a game of, game of soccer. Okay. And um, as, as we got closer to the war... Um, uh, soccer uh, uh, developed with the military build-up. There was a team called Tanks United, and these were all the fellows that were working down on the waterfront building the uh, the fuel the tanks. fuel tanks. So that all comes tanks to town. United. Tanks mm. United. Oh, that's good. And um, uh, up right up until the war, there was a, um, uh, a, a they called it at the time the British Football Association. When the war came, soccer actually exploded like a lot of other sports. The, the, the military uh, uh, in between the excitement of the bombings really had quite a task to keep the, the troops occupied. Mm. And one of the many sports that they played was uh, football. Um, late in the war I found references to up to two divisions of up to eight to ten soccer teams playing here in Darwin. Really? Oh, yeah. So it had, a, it had a strong beginning. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. It, it's these stories I think aren't as well known in Darwin because most most of the memories of Darwin football uh, um, soccer uh, go back to the post World War Two period when yeah. people started coming back to town, and there were some quite um, uh, famous teams that uh, uh, played in that era. So the Darwin Football Association reformed in 1949, and the teams included um, uh, the services and the civilians. Francis Camp had a team, so that was one of the Labor camps. Uh, Macmillan's had a team. That was another um, uh, Labor camp had their own team. Winelli had a team. Um, uh, Winelli had sort of come on the map during World War II. And um, some of the other teams, uh, a very well-known team known as Skeeters, which was a local uh, group of men, many of whom played Australian rules football. There was a lot of crossover between the the various sports. And uh, many of the men who were uh, Buffalo's uh, football players uh, found themselves uh, playing soccer. Um, for the Skeeters? For the Skeeters. Uh, some of the names that people might... Uh, might have been, they might have been the people from around Ludmilla because that's where the bad mosquito play <laughs> problem used to be. Well, Skeeters actually again goes back to World War II. I'm not quite sure what the origins of the actual name is. Perhaps someone out there uh, might uh, listening might know, but Skeeters actually existed during the war. The name continued after the war and uh, Steve Abala was a, a, a football player. There are mats that played played soccer, uh, Snape's. You know, these are all names that are well known in all Australia. Because uh, I mean, it had that that sort of healthy beginning, uh, and then it sort of waned a, a, a bit. Uh, I think in the middle, but now it's grown out out again. We're actually speaking with uh, Matthew Stephen, uh, uh, Northern Territory 
historian, but we call him our correspondent sport <laughs> historian for the purpose of being with us on a Saturday. We're running out of time a bit, but... Um, so the, the so the game sort of I think went through a pretty slim time after such a you know a great beginning, but it has has grown out now. Are there names of players? You mentioned some of them there, but in the more modern times, are there been players who who crossed over and played? Look, m- more more recently, um, uh, I, I can't name any players from the Northern Territory. We mustn't forget, just with the World Cup, because we, we saw a snippet of it uh, uh, during the telecast this morning, the group of kids and parents from Borroloola that went went to the World Cup, that's because of John Moriarty. And Charles Perkins, of course, was a very well-known uh, footballer and was, yeah. in fact, a professional football player for a period of time. So in the 50s, it was men like John Moriarty and Charles Perkins that really got the that soccer ball rolling for Indigenous people and uh, that's certainly something that people are trying to pick up on today because it is a fantastic game played all over the world and it'd be great if we could get some of those kids from Borrelora into the Socceroos. That'd be a, that'd be a that's, coup. That's the plan. <laughs> Gee, they've got massive coverage for it so it's a, a master stroke by Football Australia to get them there and the John Moriarty Foundation uh, right across that. But yeah, you know the guys you mentioned, John Moriarty and Charles Perkins uh, of course, but there's a team actually playing in the NTFL competition now in the Division 1 competition called the Olympic Spartans so that soccer reach is still living pretty comfortably within Australian rules football, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And there's a lot of symmetry between the games. I mean, if you've got good hand-eye coordination, you enjoy uh, being out and about and uh, kicking something with your mates, uh, any kind of football will do, I think, Just Charlie. Just kick it. <laughs> Alright, mate. Lovely to talk to you. Thanks. That's a great look at soccer because it had a, had a great start indeed. Thanks for joining us again Thanks today. Thanks a lot, Charlie. Always a pleasure.